I'm Eva Andrade and we are here today, Jim Hopebrook and I, on our Triple F podcast in the beautiful new studio, The Space. And we've got a new production crew behind the cameras and that's called Presentations and we are in Mapunapuna, Hawaii. And this is a wonderful place to be filming the show today. Absolutely. So shout out to the guys behind the camera. So what we want to talk about today, Jim, is something that you and I have been going back and forth over recently on the craziness of the Department of Justice and the FBI spying on families. So I thought we should just jump into that right away. Sure. So the, the thing to keep in mind is the policing for crime is local everywhere across the country. There are city police and county sheriffs and state police. And the only time the federal government gets involved in crime is if it falls under one of their constitutional authorities, which is very limited. So obviously they're into terrorism, counterintelligence, cybercrime, uh, corruption, civil rights, organized crime, white collar crime, violent crime, and weapons of mass destruction. That's, no, see that's the thing. <laughs> That is what the Federal Department of Justice is allowed to be concerned with. Hence, calling parents domestic terrorists to link into their legal authority, which is such a stretch. Do you remember uh, the toy that was called Stretch Armstrong? Yes, it was I a do. rubber guy. And you and your friend could take an arm and it would stretch like 15 feet and then snap back together. And my brothers would try to break it. That that is, was, that their is, goal in life was to break it. Yes. That is what Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States of America, is doing with this issue. Now, also remember, he got nominated by Barack Obama for the United States Supreme Court when the Republicans controlled the Senate and Mitch McConnell would not give a hearing at the, the very tail end of uh, President Obama's second term. Could you imagine if he was on the Supreme Court instead of the Trump nominees? Well, you know, Merrick has been in the news a lot lately, too, because when Trump left office, one of the things he did is he wanted all of that information on Crossfire Hurricane to be released. Correct. And now and, they're not. And now they're not going to release it under his, his, you know, his directorship. But you know what really concerns me is when you look at the actual memo that came mm -hmm. out, Jim, I think that why a lot of people are freaking out over this, and they well should be, because the FBI, for at least the last several years, people are questioning, you know, their, I wouldn't say their commitment, they're Americans, but they're, what they're doing in the community is really starting they're to They're abusing their power they're is abusing what people their are power. concerned about. But this particular memo that was written mm -hmm. on October 4th, um, one of the things it says in here, which I think really worried people, is that um, threats against public service servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. Well, you know, our nation's core values, if we talk about core values, and you and I do that all the time, how about the protection of each individual's personal rights? Well, correct. And, and what the Justice Department claims is that there was an increase in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school board members, teachers, and workers in the public schools. 
Therefore, the FBI has this obligation. Now, here's the interesting thing. So there is no federal law making it a crime to intimidate people, unless you're on federal property or in the military or something like that. It's actually a state crime in Hawaii, and it's called terroristic threatening. Mm. So I'm going to just read the definition. Terroristic threatening defined, and if you want to look it up, it's Hawaii Revised Statute, Section 707-715. A person commits the offense of terroristic threatening if the person threatens by word or conduct to cause bodily injury to another person or serious damage or harm to property, including the pets or livestock of another or to commit a felony with the intent to terrorize or in reckless disregard of the risk of terrorizing another person or with intent to cause or in reckless disregard of the risk of causing evacuation of a building, place of assembly, or facility of public transportation. I'm suddenly having all of these visions now of all these parents at these school board meetings, and they totally fit that description. Well, that's the, that's the point. They're not. Exactly. They may be passionate in what they're saying, but we have a case in Hawaii, out of the Hawaii court system, where a defendant in a criminal trial in the courtroom threatened to harm the judge. And he was additionally then charged with terroristic threatening. And the judge lost because the standard is immediacy based on the circumstances. So because in that case, the defendant was handcuffed he was in the courtroom. There were 10 feet between him and the judge. The judge was on a higher pedestal where the judge sits. There was really no immediate threat. And so when I look at the videos of these parents at a lectern 35, 45 feet away from these enshrined school board members on their thing, there's no immediate threat. And, and so. There's two things going on, I think, in this country. Number one is defund the local police so that you have the need for federal police force because Nazi Germany had a federal police force. That's how you control, okay? And now we're saying if you exercise your First Amendment rights at a school board meeting because you don't like what's going on in the school that you pay for by the people that you elected to the board, where you send your children to school every day, if you're passionate about not liking what they're doing, all of a sudden the FBI needs to investigate you. The FBI doesn't really have the ability to bring crimes under the Hawaii Terroristic Threatening Statute. That's a local prosecutor position. But what they do have, as we know from President Trump's experience, they can investigate you, they can look into your private information, they can disclose it to the public, which would, I think, have the effect of causing parents to quit going to school board meetings so that their little nasty background stuff doesn't get publicized. Well, you know, here in Hawaii, we've always had a different way of dealing with things. You know, I've been to school board meetings. I have been to city council meetings. I've been to the state legislature. And even in the most controversial of issues, people in Hawaii tend to be respectful. Not that they always are. You and I were there at the Capitol when an activist was yelling in the middle of the Senate gallery. You remember that? And mm -hmm. got pulled out and was arrested. So I think that you and I talk about this all the time. That but even Mitch Kale's explosive 
oral thing at the, in the Senate, it wasn't terroristic threatening. No. He was just voicing his stupid opinion. That was the point I was going to make, yeah. is that you know, we encourage people to raise their voices. You and I talk about this all the time, and we always talk about how people do need to show respect as well. You know, and, and these kind of things, because parents, we will strongly advocate that parents have a right to have a voice in what their kids are learning in school. This is a very important part of being a parent. So for a hundred years after the Sisters of the Society of Somebody case out of the US Supreme Court in the early 1900s, the rule of law in public education, private education is the parents have the primary responsibility for the education and upbringing of their children. I think what concerns me personally Pierce v. Society of Sisters, that's the case. Oh, good job, Jim. That's why we have you on the show, because you have to give us the facts and this stuff. Um, I think what concerns me personally is that when the, um, the Office of the Attorney General released this memo, their press release said this, and I quote, the Justice Department will also create specialized training and guidance for local school boards and school administrators. Do you want to do a bet right here on the show that we're not going to be able to see what this training is? I'd be very interested to see what it could possibly be because it's actually not needed unless uh, they just want to squelch opposition speech to their agenda. Exactly. So do you, you think know? it's going to be made available ahead of time? So remember when the legislature said, uh, because of COVID, submit your testimony and then we'll tell you if you get to testify? Maybe it's going to be like that, where if they don't like what you're going to say in your testimony, you don't get an appointment to be on the Zoom. Maybe that's what they're going to do. So, so where do you think we're at? So we're at this point now where this is moving. This isn't something that they're just kind of thinking actually, about. Actually, in Oregon, two state senators have asked the Attorney General of Oregon to look into whether or not uh, this is a permissible federal jurisdictional thing. So it might get shut down before it gets started. But before I forget, it's also really interesting to know. In Hawaii, terroristic threatening at the highest level which means you've, you've really done the worst version of it. The, it's a class C felony, which means you go to prison for a little bit more than a year. It's mostly a misdemeanor, which you go to prison for less than a year. Mm -hmm. So why the FBI cares about this little manini thing? Typically, terroristic threatening is what people in domestic disputes get charged with. Why well, the reason that we're even having this discussion is because the the angst that parents are feeling with the critical race theory, um, also the mask mandate. The mask mandate in schools has driven parents absolutely insane because yep. they argue that the science doesn't support having kids wear a mask all day. And then you add in the the next layer of forced vaccinations. And when we say forced vaccinations, I want to be clear that we're not saying that people are being forced to get vaccinated. Nobody has yet been forced. Nobody's been forced. And but they what, can't do that. But what they're doing is making you choose between being vaccinated and then kind of being a second class citizen. It's and a very tough marketing program. And as a matter of fact, I looked yesterday and the president's executive order through OSHA requiring employers with 100 or more employees to require vax or testing, 
They still haven't published that order. It's not a legal order yet. And all of these stories about all of these companies having people getting fired and all that stuff and the pilots walking off, the companies are doing it when it's not actually even legally required yet. Well, and what scares me about that particular thing is if it does move forward to where it's accepted, um, it does affect religious institutions. There is no carve out for religious institutions. Well, and some very large, old religious institutions are on board with requiring it That's anyway. what I mean. So I think that we have to continue to have this on our radar for discussion Absolutely. because we're not hearing other um, people talk about this. And it's something people we need, need to talk about we it need at to lunch, talk about at home, at Bible study, at their poker games. This is seriously important. If the government is going to bring the heavy hand of the secret police down on you, which is what happened to Trump. And uh, the guys around Trump, when they used the FISA warrants to get those phone things and all that stuff, totally inappropriate, totally illegal, but actually happened. And it's the same office of the federal government that's now chasing parents who don't like the school board stuff. I anticipate it's going to be the same kind of conduct. So let's give people some, some positive ways that they can get involved. First of all, as always, we encourage every listener to the show to stay plugged in, to be educated about the issue. To Don't just watch Fox News and One News Network and Newsmax. Make sure you branch out because you want to see what the other papers are saying because sometimes you're going to get nuggets that you're not going to get if you stay focused on just one news. But let's, let's give people some positive ways to get involved. I would be reading the actual document, so the actual press release that you've got in your hand over there, the actual training, the actual order. Be intelligent. Be uh, don't get swayed by propaganda in articles about stuff yeah. because these days everybody's uh, spinning everything. I mean, it's, it's impossible for me to read a story in any publication and assume I can trust that what they're saying is all the thing says. It's what they want me to hear about it. So I actually go to the link and I read the original document itself so that I get a complete full understanding and I'm not just parroting the part they pulled out to share. Um, yes, and I think the other thing too is we wanna encourage you that if you're reading an article and you have a major problem with something in the article, reach out to the author of yeah. the article and just say, you know, I read your article. Again, we say this all the time ad nauseum, you know, please be respectful, but ask them. Say, you know, where did you get your source? Where did you get your source on this? I think that we need to start pushing journalists to start reporting their sources. But also, and I'm gonna share this little antidote. In May of 2020, I was on a Sunday watching, um, oh, that local HPR uh, panel discussion show. I don't remember what it was called. And the issue was COVID. And so they had Dr. Park, who at the time was the state's epidemiologist, they had uh, the guy that owns a bunch of L&Ls and restaurants. They had Josh Green, and they had Scott Psyche on Zoom. Everybody else was in the room. I've been on that show. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, and so uh, Dr. Park said some Insights. things. Insight. Yeah. Yes. Uh, said some things. So I called her phone number and left a message, asked her to call me back. It was about the uh, spread of COVID and the incidence of COVID infection here back in May of last year. So she actually called me on Tuesday. And I said, oh, thanks for calling me back. I saw the show, 
And I really appreciated you being on the show to share, because you're the expert in the state on this stuff, but the number of positive tests isn't that meaningful to me. I'd rather you also tell me the level of sickness by number as well. We had positive tests, X percent had no symptoms, X plus had these kind of symptoms, these people went to the doctor, this many got hospitalized, this many got on intensive care, this many died. And her response was, oh, it would be too hard to collect that data. And I said, well, Dr. Park, all you have to do is ask those questions when you're asking the questions that you do ask. And she said, well, now you're getting uh, aggressive. And she hung up. Well, so be prepared for that kind of weird response, too. Exactly. And I think we want to always encourage people, again, to just be respectful. But you have a right to raise your voice. And that's what we want to do. Not with raise these. your voice as in yelling. Not raise your voice as in participating. Absolutely. Because this, this beautiful country, this beautiful state, it belongs to us. Right? Jim, we the people. That's right. And you like to quote the... Uh, the preamble. I've done it every, many times. Every time. Yeah. So if you're watching this and you're interested in getting a copy of the Constitution, send me an email at info at hawaiifamilyforum.org and I will get a pocket Constitution to you um, courtesy of Jim Hochberg. Um, as always, we want to continue the discussion on an issue like this. Absolutely. or other issues that are important to you. So send me an email and, and, and tell us if there's an issue that you want us to discuss on the show. Yes. So you got any um, final thoughts? A thought that I did have recently, because as you and I have spent more than a decade trying to get people to vote their values in the churches, we've done countless presentations, and we want to do more. So if you have a church and you'd like us to come and talk, we're happy to do it. We don't charge. We'll even try to cover a topic you ask for, if it's within our wheelhouse. But in the process of doing that all the time, and, and the voting continuing to elect the same people over and over, very frustrating. The other day, I was sitting in my living room and looking across the street, and my friend Steve was out washing his pickup truck. And the Hi, thought Steve. Of, the thought occurred to me, you know, the problem in Hawaii, and it might be everywhere else except this is where I live, People, no matter how many times we've chatted with them about voting, their, their values, and how government needs to be the way they want it to be if they want to not be complaining and all that stuff. I think instead of people thinking about the government as we the people, it's us, they are representing us, we need them to be responsive, we need to be engaged. You work for me, so you better in, do what in, I instead ask you to do. That, I think people look at the government like I was looking at my neighbor's pickup. It's not my truck. I don't use it. I never actually been in it. It looks comfortable. I don't put gas. I don't drive it. Now, if he wrecked it and he had it parked outside, I would notice and I'd go, oh, gee, he wrecked his truck. But that's how we think about the government. It's like the truck in our neighbor's yard. It's not ours. That's going to get us nowhere. Mm. This podcast is called Faith, Family, Freedom, Triple F. Now, we started with faith because faith is the most important thing that we can bring to our government. Correct. It should be the foundation for everything we do, everything we say. We should always be Christ-like in our actions. We should always, we should wear Christ like a garment. So even if we are not speaking, that people know that we are serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we are never gonna be ashamed of the gospel. We are never gonna be ashamed that that's from where we're coming when we do these podcasts. 
Then we get to faith, and we get to um, then we get to um, family because when you have your faith and you bring it into the community, it's going to strengthen families. Correct. And that's super super important. And of course, freedom. If you don't fight for your freedom, one day you're going to lose it. What is that great quote by um, President Reagan? Freedom is just one, one generation, generation from extinction. From extinction. Yeah, and we're seeing it die right now because of who we elected. And maybe we didn't, and that's a different show. But the people that are running the country right now are doing crazy things, sending the FBI after parents at school board meetings. That's what happened in Nazi Germany. I mean, and it's always so much of an overstatement to refer to the Nazis, but just think back to any of the World War II movies that you ever saw where the actors were acting out what history told us about what was going on there. It was a police state, a national police state. They're, they're overreacting anyway because I don't know if you've seen them, but I've seen many of these school board meetings that they've put all over you know, social media. People are passionate, but People nobody's threatening anybody. They're, you know, you have... Humans are individuals, so you've got some people whose personalities are large and in charge, and then you've got some people whose personalities are more silent. Um, I watched a, a spectrum of parents. I watched parents who were giving their thoughts very respectfully. They were just saying, you know, I, I'm concerned about my children. This is what I need to do. I did see parents that, are, that got up there and they like, I have had enough. And that's you know, not terroristic threatening. That's not terroristic Running towards the Diaz, where the board members were sitting, that would be terroristic threatening, but there were security there. And, and they would get taken down. Shutting down discussions is a very dangerous that's thing. That's not American. It's not American. You know, one of the things I did respect about the lieutenant governor, um, Josh Green, when he was a senator, is he, his position on assisted suicide was quite clear, that he was opposed to it. But he would have hearings, mm -hmm. and he had hearings, he said, because he believed that even people who were opposed to assisted, or supported assisted suicide needed to have a voice. That is America, and that's the America I want to live in, and that's the America I want to exist. Yeah, and that's the one I was born into, and I'm seeing it slide away. So what is it about critical race theory that the FBI is worried about parents knowing and objecting to, which is kind of interesting because before the COVID Zoom school stuff, we never heard of it. It's critical race theory. But because it was being mentioned, maybe not by name, but by uh, personality and character, parents heard it and they didn't like it. So what is it that the FBI is worried about? Well, I don't know, but somebody in Congress ought to be having a hearing and find out. why. Does the National Association of School Boards ask the Attorney General to have the FBI designate parents who object to a curriculum for their own kids? Why ask to be designated domestic terrorists other than it fits under the jurisdiction of the FBI? Why are they doing that? There's, and I'm not a big conspiracy guy. You know, I have to prove my cases in court based on evidence, not theories. And, but the question has to be answered. Why? Why can't parents object? I think that a lot of the school boards, as they're sitting there, I don't think they realized what they were getting into when people started to get upset, the school boards. Because parents were, parents are busy. They are doing their job. They're coming home. They're raising their families. So adding another thing for a lot of parents are like, I'm, you know, I don't want to make time to But do that's that. changing your attitude as I'm too busy. The government is my neighbor's truck. 
Changing it to the government is my business. No, I get it. But what I'm saying is, so you have these school board members, they're sitting there, they're having these meetings, right? And they're used to having maybe 10, 12, 15, 20 people there. Suddenly there's hundreds and hundreds of people there and they're coming up to the mic and they're not happy. So the majority of the voices were, what are you doing? What are you doing and um, you've got to stop? And that's a lot of the angst that I heard coming from parents was, stop it, knock it off, you cannot do this, you shouldn't do this. And I think when you've got like seven to 12 or however many people are on the school board sitting there having all of this, they're like, whoa, I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling threatened. Because why? Why is that threatening? To be disagreed with? Did uh, they? Are they young? We are, are they young people? We're getting Maybe into, they're young people. We're getting Snowflakes. into definitions and you know as well as I do that depending on who you're talking to, that definition is going to change. That's true. And we are going to make a difference by having this Triple F podcast. We are going to continue to do what we can to get our voice out there. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, we encourage you to like this video, to share this video with your friends, to subscribe to the Hawaii Family Forum channel, and to hit that notification button so you'll know every time we upload. And tell us what you think. You can comment. Comment, comment. Let us know. And yeah. comment. And if you're in the Mapuna Puna area, make sure you give a shout out to the guys that called presentations for the good work they're doing. I would say if you play guitar and sing, maybe you can record yourself. This is a really nice little stage set over here. We will see you all on the next show for Faith, Family, and Freedom. Mahalo, everybody. Aloha. Thank you.